The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. We're moving to a Wednesday, kids. Let's get it going. Gary, how are you? Good. It's Insane Wednesday. It is. And tomorrow, don't forget, everybody be here for Debt Ceiling Thursday. (laughs) We'll get to that coming up here in a little bit. Uh, On the show today, uh, the uh, new developments on the secret documents, the top secret documents on, uh, what did I see? It's it's Garage Gate, Vet Gate. Yeah, Biden Gate. Biden Gate. Gate, gate. Since there's a gate out front, we'll we will we will get to uh, everything here, and um, in, including the, the White House press corps that seems to be concerned that the White House is putting out disinformation <laughs> and lying to them. Yeah, huh. yeah. I mean, huh. apparently this is a recent development. Yeah, it is the gaslighting that's coming from the White House press corps. Apparently, yeah. excuse mm-hmm. me, from the. White House uh, a press podium mm-hmm. apparently is upsetting these people because yeah, yeah. apparently they believe the White House, uh, not all, I mean, I'm not talking about Peter Ducey or Real mm-hmm. Clear Politics or the New York mm-hmm. Post, but mm-hmm. many of the others seem to have been uh, uh, been under the opinion that this White House has been honest with them all along, and yeah. now they seem to be very upset about it. Yeah. Did this change? I mean, did we go from a honest White House? Can you imagine somebody who's just listening to the show for the first time <laughs> and not understanding my sarcasm here? These, these guys really think the White House is being <laughs> honest all along? What's, what's wrong with these guys? Uh, in fact, let's let's give you an let's give you an example of the reporters yesterday. Okay? All right, okay. Right, here we go. Here's okay, an example here we go. of the reporters. On Friday, you stood here though and were asked about this documents issued by our council eighteen times. At that point, the president's lawyers 
had found these five additional pages of classified documents. So did you not know on Friday that those documents had been found when you were at the podium, or are you being directed by someone to not be forthcoming on this issue? I'm, I have been forthcoming from this podium. Did you not know that the I'm telling you, I just answered the question. The White House says Republicans are faking outrage on this issue. Why shouldn't Americans be outraged about classified documents being found in a garage? Sorry if I missed it, but on Friday, did you or did you not know about the additional five I, I already, I literally just answered that question. But I, I, I missed just, it, so is it yes or well, no? Well, I, I mean, you're you're not too far sitting next to her, so I was very clear. I provided I provided the information that you all had at the time. Did you and know? I confirmed. No, I did not know. I'm saying I had the information. I actually said this to Cecilia. I had the information that you all had at the time. When did you learn about the documents found at the Penn Center in November? And in Wilmington in December. When your team was in, was uh, doing a story on it. <laughs> You've repeatedly emphasized the need, just as you did today, for independence, for integrity um, of the Department of Justice investigation. One reason why you continue to point us to the DOJ. So I wonder why then did the White House counsel go to Wilmington to facilitate the handing over of documents to the DOJ. That is How a, is that separate? That How is, is that separating the White House from the DOJ? And Weijia, I appreciate the question. Are you upset that you came out to this podium on Friday with incomplete and inaccurate information? And are you concerned that it affects your credibility up here? Well, what I'm, what I'm concerned about is making sure that we do not politically interfere. Last week you were pretty insistent that you believe that the president's attorneys did the right thing. Do you still believe that? Yes, they did the right thing. The reason I ask is, is that what we now know, the, the president's counsel statement, the president's personal lawyer statement, shed a bit more light on this, but they raised more questions. Uh, namely, the first call that the president's personal attorneys made on November 2nd was not to the FBI that they had found what we now know were top secret documents out in the open. The first call was to officials here at this White House in the West Wing. How is that the right thing? Is that the right thing when you see something, if you're a lawyer, and you're, you don't have a security clearance, and you see a classified document, shouldn't you call the Justice Department's National Security Office right away? Again, I'm going to refer you to the White House Counsel's ah! Office. Why is it the matter of this White House Counsel deal with documents from two administrations ago? These are, we're not talking about presidential records from this White House. Why is this White House Counsel involved in this matter at all? Wow. So, as we said yesterday on the show, it's going to be a horrible week for the White House. I, I be- it's going to be chaos. I believe that was NBC's Peter Alex- Pete Alexander. I believe. Okay. All right. Yeah. Who that who who that was asking the questions? By the way, yeah. Thanks to uh, 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 Newsbusters for making it easy and putting that all together for us. Well, it it's um and because those reporters in that clip are all together, it demonstrates the mood in that room. It's throughout that room. Remember for 10 minutes when reporters got upset with Obama? What was that over? And then Obama was like, the Obama administration was like, yeah, um, you know, we don't have to cater to you. And there was this rift for about 10 minutes between the mainstream media and the Obama administration. How dare you? And then it just kind of magically went away. This isn't going away. And the reason it's not going away, I believe, 
is what I said uh, last week. Because the mainstream media has worked hard for liberals, including, I would, okay, here's the question. <laughs> you think that the mainstream media believes, that the liberal media believes they worked harder as surrogates for Biden in helping him get elected because, you know, it's Biden than they did for Obama. Obama carried euphoria with him. Joe Biden carries zero euphoria and excitement. And I'm wondering if many in the liberal media are looking at this going, we we helped to build you out of nothing. You were in a basement and we helped to get you elected. And now you're turning us away. Now you're you're not giving us anything that we can take to our readers, viewers and spin. By the way, that was CBS uh, News Radio's uh, uh, Stephen Portnoy. Okay, just you know, all right. I just I just yeah, all right. Figured I figured out who that was, but yeah. um, uh, I, I you know it's it's why the narrative is out there that this is the the Democrats and the media's effort now uh, to get Joe Biden out and not running for president. You know, mm-hmm. I, I guess the White House has said yesterday. Of course, this is delaying. This is going to delay the. You know the president's announcement of what he plans to do, uh-huh. and it's like wow. Uh, but it is uh, it is so. You know, she has been gaslighting from the very beginning. Yeah. You know, since she since she came aboard, and uh, she lies constantly talking about Corrine Jean Pierre, and for the most part, the White House press corps has completely accepted it. Right. And so when they don't accept it anymore, the question is: Okay, they must want him out. Because it's like, well, why did this? Why aren't you protecting the president here? You protected the president uh, on the Hunter Biden laptop story for the longest time mm-hmm. by just not asking questions or covering it. Yeah. And so is it to the point where you realize, oh, my God, he is going to run again? And and so your attitude is, all right, let's go after him because there has to be somebody better i don't know i mean i i can't tell you what's in their minds but when you see this incredible (laughs) earth shattering shift what was it i want to find exactly because we it was um the uh npr reporter uh who you know came right out and and uh and and said um you know, you 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 were you know basically not telling us the truth mm. uh, uh, yesterday. Right. I'm just uh, okay. I don't have it here at the moment. I'm going scanning through the article, uh, but uh, I mean, it was aired as NB- NPR's Tamara Keith had only one question: Are you upset that you came out to this podium on Friday with incomplete and inaccurate information, and are you concerned that it affects your credibility out there? That's right. NPR. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, look. I think there, you know, I, I think both schools of thought could be at play here. Some of them may not want him to run again. Some of them may see him as weak. And some of them may feel like, look, we need some kind of spin here. We can't be this heavily invested into a guy who is lame as a president and and not have, and, and then... Have you just give us nothing on this front? But there is nothing they can do here. And uh, when you had uh, 
CBS radio reporter when when he asked uh uh, and, and this this was a key. I mean, this was an absolutely key point that uh, uh, when he said the first call from the president's lawyers was not to the Department of Justice, it was to the White House, and right. that goes that goes back to her saying everything was done completely and totally properly. Mm-hmm. No, you discovered no. top secret stuff, and your first call was to the White House for advice as to what to do. Right. At that particular point, and then the question still is out there, why were the White House lawyers there to begin with? The Wall Street Journal story came out yesterday stating that the Department of Justice uh, uh, the Department of Justice said it was okay for the lawyers to do the search without the FBI or anybody from the Department of Justice being present. And apparently that means nobody from the Department of Justice, nobody from the National Archives, nothing. The lawyers, the president's lawyers get to do it itself. The other question that was asked, why is the White House counsel involved in this? Uh, These are documents from two presidencies ago. Mm -hmm. Actually, three, if you count the current one. Yeah, well, two administrations ago. Two administrations ago. Yeah. And and so, yeah. but why? no, I, I said three because it's not his. The White House counsel is involved in stuff that isn't his, isn't Trump's. It's Obama's. So I'm, I, that's why. Right. Back. And so the, you know, the question would be, what does current White House counsel have to do with it? Yep. This thing. Is just is just not going away. It's just not going to go away, and they made it worse. Even CNN had an article stating, "Well, uh, uh, you can see that the shifting of the uh, the White House uh, now is, uh, you know, that is is happening here. Where it's like, you know, they're they're not saying as much. Yes, because they've got burned on everything that they've said. They've got caught in misinformation, lies, and and so they." <laughs> It's you have you have to switch up, and basically her thing is I can't answer anything, but I've told you uh, everything that I was told. Uh, I saw the story uh, yesterday. Here's a headline: White House claimed Biden's Delaware house was used for official business. Remember, and now it's yeah. personal, right? Yeah, and uh, Jen Saki talked about it uh, almost a year ago. Yep. I will note that while the president can work from anywhere. Uh, they are because of how the presidents are equipped. He is traveling to Delaware for the memorial service of a family member, uh, and it will be um, uh, he will be traveling there this weekend. The president has the capacity to make a secure call from anywhere, uh, and uh, and uh, and and yes, and uh, uh, you know, and so that entire point is if you're saying okay, it is a you know there it, again. They claimed it was used for official business. Now they say it's personal. Well, and, and, I, and I'm like, well, how does that make your defense better? Right. It, you know, we brought this up the other day that during when it when it came out and the story was he's going home every weekend. Remember, he was calling lids. They were calling lids like crazy. And he was spending virtually 
every weekend in Delaware. And they tried to play it off. And then um, the press secretary, uh, Jen Psaki, came out and said, well, no, he, he's pres- the president anywhere he goes. He can make secure calls anywhere. He can do business anywhere. And we brought that up the other day. And then all of a sudden now they're saying, oh, no, 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 it's no, it's just personal. And they did that to say that's why visitor logs don't exist. Right. But you've just said this is only personal, yet top secret documents were found in it. Mm -hmm. So whatever way they go, they can't win this. No, no, they can't. No, it's it's bad. That's a great point. It's bad if you're saying. Well, it's personal. Well, hold on a second then. Then why did he have those documents? And why so few documents? Why did, why were those documents separated? And why were they in his personal space? And also separated once they got to his personal space. And you saw the president with everybody, you know, because the uh, Golden State Warriors were there. And, and yeah. uh, you know, all of a sudden they start asking him questions. He just smirks and smiles. Yeah. It's like wow, he can't he can't touch this. No, uh, do you no. Here's a, do you think he will speak on this at all? Well, the question came out yesterday: Is he going to? You know, is there going to be any kind of uh, interview with the special prosecutor? Is there going to be a, a direct sit down interview with between the special prosecutor and Biden? You saw the one reporter. Uh, I don't know who, who he was, but and she you could tell she got angry at him. Mm, well, what kind yeah. of question is that? And he asked the question, he said, um, did Biden, has, has, has Biden done searching himself there? Hey, did you hear that question? But it's a great question. If this is his personal residence, and I, I tell you, if this was me, and I, and I, and I actually didn't know that they were there, mm-hmm. I'd be searching myself. Yeah. <laughs> I would be. And, yep. but it's a great question. This is his personal residence. It's not. Is is he actually looking himself? Oh, she was so ticked off at that question. We got a great show ahead. 866-90-RED-EYE. Starting and charging system-related issues are one of the most common causes of winter breakdowns. So when your batteries talk, it's important you listen. Knowing the warning signs that could indicate your electrical system needs attention can help you avoid getting stuck out in the cold this winter. Have your electrical system checked by a certified technician. If your vehicle begins to shut down electrical loads like radios and cab lights while in operation, this is a surefire sign that you're experiencing low battery voltage and continuing to run in these conditions can lead to additional electrical systems shutting down. This report is a service of Shell Rotella. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. Personalized savings on commercial truck insurance with Smart Hall from Progressive. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Not available in all states or situations. At Progressive Commercial, we know trucking is a serious business. It's why we're serious about trucking insurance. Super trucking serious. And we want truckers to know they can get access to their policies on our mobile app, 24 Trucking 7. So if you're a trucker and you're a...
It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Yeah, here's the question about whether Biden himself is, uh, you know, when he goes back to Wilmington, is searching for documents himself. Is he physically joining in the search of these things, rummaging around, you know, these boxes in the garage and wherever else? I mean, literally? Are you are you, are you listening to your the question that you're asking me? Look, I'm going to be. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, was that response from her because uh, Biden is the president or is that response from her because the president is joe biden and he's not quite all there we wouldn't have him looking for anything uh here she here she is again here's when she walks off because Mm -hmm. the questions are still coming this one was from james rosen here we go that turned out to be false are you sorry about that i'll see you tomorrow come talk to me i'll see you tomorrow Uh, come talk to me come talk to me see you tomorrow see you tomorrow Wow. Be there or be square. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, by the way, uh, for uh, Jean-Pierre or anybody else at the White House, tomorrow's not going to be any better. And join the conversation. One eight six six ninety Red Eye Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Just <laughs> reading here, just a Jim Garrity's headline. Just a headline in National Review: mm. Biden's useless promises of transparency. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. Obama did the same thing, and of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he wasn't. And then you had the same thing with, uh, with, uh, Biden. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, the whole thing about, you know, uh, again, not keeping visitors logs. We brought you Andrew McCarthy yesterday. The former federal prosecutor says, I don't buy it. Right. Whether, whether you keep an official white house log is different than the secret service knowing who comes and goes to the house. Right. And it is the perfect way. That you don't have to be transparent. We'll only we'll, we'll only be transparent when we're at the office, but we'll conduct business at home, and then you don't. Then there will be zero transparency whatsoever. Mm. And uh, this is the White House on Monday said it does not keep visitors uh, 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 logs at President Biden's personal residence in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, this is a bigger deal than usual because you may have noticed uh, Biden spends a lot of time. At his private home during his presidency, Biden has spent all or part of 194 days Mm. either in Wilmington or at his vacation home, uh, according to a tally by the Associated Press. That's about six and a half months out of a presidency that has yet to hit two full years. Uh, Biden reinstated the Obama practice of releasing White House visitor logs, a practice designed to assure Americans that they would know who was talking to the White House staff, or at least shine a spotlight on lobbyist attempts to influence 
administration policy. Most people don't remember that the Obama team initially resisted efforts to get the logs released, but once they agreed, Obama acted like he had graciously granted the public an amazing breakthrough in government transparency. Yeah. <laughs> and then met with lobbyists across the street. Yeah. Off campus. And, and this is so so we'll apply that here. If if Biden reinstated the policy of being transparent with White House logs, is that why he's going to Delaware? This makes me more curious as to who's coming and going at his homes in Delaware. And that's, you know, this, uh, again, this <laughs> malarkey is, uh, is, is getting greater and greater because, it, look, this, this whole idea of transparency, Give me a break. That was never going to happen. It didn't happen with Obama, and it's not going to, and it didn't, isn't happening with the current president. But is there a parallel? Are they meeting with people off campus in Delaware because they have that transparency in place at the White House with the White House log? Don't know. It's a legit question. You know, all of these, man. Here's here's the thing. You and I could come up every day. You could you and I could come up with a hundred questions. We'd be asking Corinne Jean Pierre every day. But now the mainstream liberal media seems to be on this never ending cycle of new questions. And the reason is is because everything that this administration, this president has botched. Gary, think this hit me again yesterday. What is the one thing that they had on Trump after all of that? They kept saying they had, oh, they they got him, they got him, they got him. They had one thing on Trump in terms of anything tangible. I guess you could say two if you include his taxes, but his taxes were a nothing burger. It was the documents at Mar-a-Lago. Aha. And we'll put a special prosecutor on the case. All that's going along, and they couldn't get anything done on the whole January 6th thing because there was nothing there. We know the whole story about the Russian hoax. You can go back and listen to our podcasts. If you missed any of that, I would start somewhere in, where do you think, Gary? Uh, Somewhere around uh, early uh, 2017? I would say April, late April, early May of 2017. Yeah, go back that far and you can listen along the way. And well, when uh, we started asking, you know, because at that point everything was an accusation and we right. were saying, where's the evidence? And then it got to the point in late April of 17 and early May where we said, this thing's gone on for, you know, four months. There is no evidence at all. The evidence right. doesn't exist. You need to start presenting evidence because the talk of the special counsel was up and we went, yeah, but you haven't connected any, you haven't even told me, you haven't told me what the crime is. Right. You know, and, and, and the, the, the allegations, you know, at that point, do we know about the dossier at that point? Was it public knowledge? I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. and, and, and so the question we would have asked is, well, who produced the dossier? Where did this, you know, right. where did the whole thing come from? And, and so, and remember, that was spring of 2017 was also about the time that John Solomon and Sarah A. Carter were working together 
and uh, they had put some stories, a series of stories together about what was going on from with the previous administration and, and a number of things there. Um, but, yeah, you know, well, all that of was that. Re- that was related because we knew about the FISA warrant, but that mm-hmm. was all relating mm-hmm. to the fact that Obama had never followed uh, the, uh, you know, what the guidance the, of the, the uh, secret the, court, yeah. right? Right. The, the guidance the that came from the FISA court and the FISA right. court, uh, reprimanded the Obama administration. And then we realized at that point, as we got into, uh, I believe it was June when, uh, the Mueller, uh, stuff started coming up mm-hmm. that we said, mm-hmm. well, wait a minute, the FBI wasn't following it. And that was under the authority of Mueller at yeah, that particular cause he was, point because he it, was it, FBI director yeah, that had gone back to that but they weren't following the rules and regulations for the for FISA warrants and we we saw that with Trump they didn't follow it uh, uh either and that started raising flags you know to right. us about right. okay what did they you know what actually happened there so but yeah. if you you know so it when you when you put all those things together you know, there again with all that was involved in the Russian hoax. Still, it ended up being zero because there was nothing there, and so they had something tangible in the documents at Mar-a-Lago. Now we broke it down and said, "All right, are they going to do this with every living former president? Or are they about to raid Jimmy Carter's house?" And all of these things, you know, were. You know, it was about hanging a cloud over Trump's head. But with Mar-a-Lago, okay, we finally got something. It's tangible, and nobody is denying he had the documents there, blah, 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 uh, possible obstruction, blah, blah, blah. And then Biden. I mean, when I said it was early 2020, late 2019 that not only is hunter biden a liability to joe biden but joe biden is a liability to joe biden my gosh i I don't know that i back then ever imagined this kind of mess but i guess i should have if i didn't maybe i did i don't know you know one one clarification that i that i want to make from yesterday because uh we were we were talking about the uh, u.s attorney in chicago that was put in charge of of uh, by the Justice Department once once the uh, the documents came to be known to the Justice Department in early November, uh, they put a uh, U.S. the U.S. Attorney from Chicago who I just his name just popped out of my head here. Uh, they put him in charge of whether there should be a you know investigating this and finding whether there should be a special counsel. Mm. So the Department of Justice has been on this since early November, right? And and so when I was saying that you know he had recommended a special counsel on January 5th. And, and I said yesterday, I said, well, wait a minute, January 5th, we didn't even know the story. Some, I was relating, relating the story to when everybody knew, and that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. The Department of Justice knew about it early on. So I just want to clarify, um, you know, uh, clarify. Were you thinking uh, of Robert Herr? No, no, no. He's no, a he's, special, he's special prosecutor, yeah. No, the, this is the U.S. attorney from yeah. Chicago. I just can't think of his name right now. Right. Um, but, uh, look, even the media... The, uh, the you know this was a story in CNN yesterday. Uh, signs the White House is beginning to shift document strategy and talking about the fact that this is supposed to be the good time for uh, for, uh, for for Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a moderate cooling of inflation. He had hoped to use uh, as a launch pad for his uh, reelection. 
a bid he's expected to announce soon. The clumsy White House public relations strategy over the around 20 documents squandered any hopes of drawing a sharp line between Biden's cooperation with authorities and Trump's months of resistance uh, over his haul of classified material. Now that Biden, like Trump, faces a special counsel probe, the White House is under extreme pressure to prevent the classic scenario of one small scandal setting off tributary investigations leaking into other areas that could consume the Biden presidency. The president's hopes of this just being an early 2023 blip depend on several key questions. Are there more documents waiting to be discovered? Will there be more searches following the discovery of a set of documents in a former office used by Biden uh, after his vice presidency and then again uh, at his uh, uh, home? Who would conduct such uh, searches, Biden's lawyers, or will the FBI also be involved? I believe now with the Republicans in charge and the pressure uh, and, and the call for transparency and integrity, you would think probably it would be the FBI at this point. Uh, given that the first set of documents was found in November, why has it taken so long to search other potential locations in which the vice presidential records, including potentially classified files, could be found? The pace of searches by Biden's team concerned the U.S. Attorney's Office in Chicago that originally looked into the matter, a source close to the investigation told CNN. How quickly and effectively can House Republicans use this drama to add fuel to one of their priorities, creating a narrative of corruption and shadiness around creating a creating a narrative that the Republicans could create a narrative if this narrative didn't exist itself because of the laptop. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I mean, they're putting they're own putting their own spin on it with a so far sluggish White House communications effort to be able to turn the uh, clear hypocrisy of the GOP, which didn't care about Trump's larger documents. You know what I love? I love how they twist something like that. The same thing happened when it happened, uh, oh, about the, the gas stoves. You see some of the articles written in the media about that? Yeah. It's like, right. see, the Republicans can't get off the wokeness. Here they are now pounding on gas stoves. They didn't come up with it. Right. You know, as we have stated, the hypocrisy is the fact that, you know, if you, I guess you could find hypocrisy on 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 both sides. But, again, you're always... You're when you when you pound on one person and you've done the exact same thing. That's a big just sorry, that's human nature. That's a bigger deal than the first person who might have done something. Yeah, because that's where the hypocrisy comes in. So I just love it. So, I mean, it's back and forth. Well, you're hypocritical. You're hypocritical. Mm. You're hypocritical. You're hypocritical. Mm. And uh, and so. um but uh, th- this the thing here, the problem here that uh, that Biden has is the entire relationship uh, of you know the uh, the Penn Biden uh, situation, yeah, uh, and the fact of the Chinese anonymous donations. You know, now you had the story that uh, came out that Breitbart actually had, where you know Comer's investigating the fact of the forty nine thousand dollars that. Uh, was uh, that Hunter Biden paid apparently in rent or whatever. Right. Which ended up being the exact amount. The exact amount of money. But apparently, I'm going to make sure I get this right. Hunter Biden's $49,910 rent exactly matches deposit on an office shared with a Chinese energy company. Mm. Hunter Biden's monthly rent of $49,910 uh, $49, matches 
exactly a rental deposit at the House of Sweden related to the Biden family business venture uh, with the infamous CEFC China Energy Company. Hunter's $49,000 deposit also matches the amount of money exactly that he logged on a 2018 background check document unearthed by the New York Post's uh, Miranda Devine. So you get that. And, and as I said, on the house where the documents were found. Right. I'm sorry, right. Republicans are going to use that against you. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. The uh, short discussion here during the break. Um, you know, the Cowboys won that game. So, <laughs> no. so four extra points were missed in a row. Yeah, no, it was, no, no, I mean, no. It, Here's the thing. They won. They beat Tom Brady in what could possibly be his last game. And the story is still about their kicker, Marr. And I said to you during the break, Bill Marr <laughs> exactly. That's why would be a better that. kicker. That's why I had to mention it than uh, than their kicker, uh, Brett Marr. I I would have to say to all Dallas Cowboy fans, yeah, better yeah. to have missed four field goals and win by the margin they did in a playoff game than wide right. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Yeah. yeah, no, I was thinking wide right. By the way, with Marr, I was thinking. Imagine they get to the Super Bowl and it turns out wide right. <laughs> oh, my God. Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the entire planet, we are Red Eye Radio, 866-90-RED-EYE. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. And you can listen when and where you wish to if you cannot listen overnight on one of our great, wonderful radio stations. Yeah. That carry Thank the you. show. So can I just, I just want to start out here. I'm not going to talk much about it, but I mean, I just have to, hmm. John Kerry at the World Economic Forum. Play some audio cuts. Yeah, why not? All right. Here's, All right. here's, here's John Kerry. Okay. And when you stop and think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that... We select group of human beings because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives are able to sit in a room and come together and uh, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial to think about, quote, saving the planet. And if you said that to most people, most people, they think you're just a crazy tree-hugging, lefty, liberal, you know, do-gooder. Which you are. That's only because you're a crazy, lefty, tree-hugging do-gooder. That's the only reason we think that. 
ISIS doesn't provide well, health care. What you hear there is is John Kerry wearing his Superman cape. It's pretty amazing that all of us wealthy people and powerful people can get together and save the planet. Wow. Most people, you say to them, save the planet? <laughs> Those ketchup eaters. This is the... Pr- <laughs> this is... <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These, uh, uh, these are the... It, it's, you know, for... Uh, you know, whatever in our lives that touched us along the way, you mean wealth? You mean power? Well, I mean, and the, it didn't just touch you. Uh, that's not how it works. Well, I just, I just look at this and go, add arrogance, the ultimate in arrogance to virtue signaling. Listen, normal people can't do this. It's pretty amazing that, that, that we can save the planet. That may be as good as the narcissism of Obama. We are the people we've been waiting for. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of his second term, it was like, yeah, no, you weren't the ones we were waiting for. Uh, even from yeah. the, remember, even the left on his way out the door was like, eh, he didn't yeah. really do much for us. Nah. But this is, but this is the arrogance that lives. They, they still believe it. They believe it. We can, now, keep in mind, John Kerry is the first ever climate czar for the United States. And he is a guy who once said recently, uh, in recent years, well, people like me can't be expected to fly commercial <laughs> with a bunch of ketchup eaters. I may have added the last part there, but... That's exactly what he was saying. People like me can't be expected to fly. Oh, okay. So you're just going to plant a tree or a million trees or whatever you can afford and then tell the rest of us, we've got to give up our large vehicles and breathing. By the way, ketchup eaters Mm -hmm. versus ketchup producers. Yes, he would be the ketchup producer. producer. Right. Or he would be married to one. I still go back to my my fa- that's not that isn't close to my I like my Hunts better by the way. My 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 favorite was always when he was Secretary of State mm. trying to trying to convince uh what was it? Pink something? Uh Code Pink. Code Pink. Yeah, code, the protesters right. because uh he was he was trying to convince them that we need to fight ISIS and and he couldn't convince the leftist audience this is the, one of the best things ever, I, I thought, in, in politics. He couldn't convince them. They're booing them, whatever. And so you can see in his mind, I'm working in my mind. What is an argument that I can have against these people? So they will agree to fight ISIS. And he came out and he actually said, ISIS doesn't provide health care, yeah. basically, to their employees. It's, it's, that was the selling point right. to try to get the left to believe that we should be fighting ISIS. Oh my God! Yeah, they don't provide I mean, health care. And and was <laughs> was that the same day that many on the media, or you you had many people on social media, but including some in the media, saying he needs to stop talking. 
I think so. Was it the uh, same day? Was, was, no, no, no. Was that was was no, no. I thought that was uh, the Iran deal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was the Iran deal. Yeah, yeah. 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 Where they said he needs right. to shut up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah yes. That was that yeah, was the Iran yeah, yeah. deal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and these are people on the left. Yeah. They were telling these you, are these are stop these, talking. Right. These are Obama supporters, and it was like he needs to shut up. He's doing the opposite. He's convincing us that this is not the right thing to do. Yeah, it was organic ketchup eaters. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That we're telling him. <laughs> so I just I had to play that because it's the ultimate in uh-huh. arrogant virtue signaling. Right. We are the human beings that are going to save the planet. Shut up. Can you believe we're saving the, the planet? planet? Oh my gosh. You know, I didn't stop to think about it until recently, and the reason I didn't stop to think about it is because I was busy saving the planet and whatnot. And then I stopped and thought, "Wow, I'm saving the planet." Yeah, it, in in uh, in some ways, analyzing that in a crude manner, you would say it's a well, not a liberal circular firing squad, but a uh, circle something. Yeah, there's circle involved for sure. Yeah, definitely circle involved in yeah. there is what yeah. uh, them all gathered around there is I right. think what you would That's what I would say. Yeah, would you agree with yeah, that? I would say yeah. there's there's definitely there's a circle def- there. Definitely a circle. And yeah. not a liberal circular no. firing squad, but the I can't I just can't place uh, what the other yeah. circle uh yeah. label would be. Uh yeah. It escapes me at the moment, yes. as things often do. Yeah. Jeffrey uh, Tubin might know. No, I think yeah, yeah, Jeffrey we'll, Tubin might. Yeah, know. we'll might, uh, send yeah. him a message. See if we can check. Jeffrey. Oh no, we've been told by the company that uh, that violates the policy to connect with a uh, Tubin on a computer. Okay, so <laughs> it's probably violates every company policy. Uh, <laughs> we want everybody to know we're fully clothed here in the studios. Always, <laughs> always. <laughs> we don't forget to wear pants. <laughs> I may forget a number of things, but I don't forget that. And a good friend of mine uh, uh, was a uh, an anchor. Mm. Uh, she's been all over the country in real estate now, but he actually did it. If you know, during the summertime, you know, he would have <laughs> basically the suit and everything else, and shorts on or boxers on. <laughs> And stand up and walk off. The, you know, after the news are done, walk off. He's got bo- suit, coat, tie, shirt, boxer shorts, and walk off. All right. Well, that's one way to do it. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm thinking, now this goes back a couple of decades ago. I don't know if you'd be allowed to do that today. Probably not. I have a friend who was an anchor, and he was kind of perturbed because he had always worn blue jeans, a dress shirt, jacket, and tie. But blue jeans. And then they came in and redid the set. And they basically did a transparent desk. <laughs> and he, oh, great. Now I got to wear the slacks, too. I got to wear, I got to wear pants. Yeah, I can't wear <laughs> jeans anymore. That's, that's probably the next thing about, well, wait a minute. If we can't work at home, then no pants at work. Right. <laughs> Well, it's you know what's interesting is that I, it, the standards just went out the window, just went out the window completely. You know, SBF 
you know, so here's a guy who never combed his hair, uh, uh, the crypto guy. He never combed his hair, and the media seemed to be gushing all over him. See, uh, he spends all of his time thinking about crypto and doesn't think about things like, you know, getting dressed and combing his hair. Hygiene. You know, basic hygiene. And that makes him a better person. No, they, they really did. They, like, you know, this is this is the new fashion in the boardroom. No, it's not. No. And it won't ever be. And then they're shocked. Can you believe he did that? Yes. I like how look we, at him. I like how we started out this segment and where we ended. Yeah, yeah. I think. You know, I mean, I, I, I really do. Our little, our little view from from right here. That's basically how, it. How yeah. it evolved into all different exactly. topics all the way up. Well, while I'm at it, another thing about Spider Man is no, I'm no, no, no. Spider Man. No, no, no. Okay, go ahead. I'll just say this. And it just occurred to me, you know, because, you know, growing up as a kid, I, I mentioned yesterday I was doing the, the the very late review of Spider-Man No Way Home. You can listen to yesterday's podcast if you think it's worth listening to for that. And and I said, you know, growing up as a kid, I like Spider-Man because he was a kid. You know, he was a, he was a, a teenager, Peter Parker. He was a teenager, he was a kid, and he was a superhero that connected. And I get that why, you know... Uh, Stan Lee and the creators would, you know, all right, that's, you know, that's going to connect with kids. But as an adult, especially as a <clears throat> old man, no, I don't want a teenager as a superhero. That's the problem. He can't be a superhero. You got to grow up. The current Spider-Man needs to be more like Tobey Maguire. Old and slower. So, no more teenagers as superheroes. They need to grow up first. At least 25 years of age. That's my only beef. Unless I think of something else. And we're definitely wearing pants. Yeah. 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 (sighs) All right. Coming up on the show. By the way, coming up on the show today, and I've gone over everything yet. Uh, over an hour later. More, more on Biden and the documents. Uh, the uh, White House press briefing highlights or lows. We'll have highlights or lowlights, whatever you, however you wish to uh, look at it. We'll get to uh, that. Are Democrats now willing to throw Biden overboard? Huh? Female athletes warn the NCAA to keep women's sports female or face lawsuit. They mean biological female. Hmm. More states move towards taxing cars per mile driven. The latest New York Fed update, manufacturing, I don't know if you saw this, crashes mm-hmm. in New York yeah. in January. Yeah. So we'll get to that, plus to the the debt ceiling and more, plus your calls and comments too, 866-90-RED-EYE. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at J.J. Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on winter weather driving. As a driver, it's important to know the laws of the states you travel through. One example of this is in regard to tire chains. Not all states allow chains. But in some areas of the country, tire chains are required to be carried on commercial vehicles as early as September and as late as May. If you're going to be driving through a state that requires you to carry chains, make sure you're prepared with the proper size and number of chains needed for your vehicle, plus extra links. Regularly check the chains for broken hooks, worn or broken links, and bent or broken side chains. Know how to safely put chains on your vehicle's tires And don't wait until the last minute to put them on. Pull over in a safe and level area, preferably a designated chain-up area. 
Wear reflective clothing to remain visible to other drivers. Make sure chains are snug but not tight. Then check them regularly and retighten as needed. This tip was brought to you by JJ Keller and Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. This report is brought to you by Pilot Flying J and by Shell Rotella. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at eight six six ninety Red Eye. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. You know, there's there's so much um, in my mind when you when you talk about, number one, how the press is looking at uh, the uh, uh, Joe Biden uh, <laughs> Corvette gate story, mm-hmm. <laughs> garage gate, whatever you want to call it, and, and where it may lead. And I know that everybody, you know, likes to compare – uh, it for some reason to uh, to the uh, you know the the uh, the Trump situation. Uh, I thought Andrew McCarthy did an interesting article saying actually uh, you shouldn't be comparing those two. What you should look at is all right. What does the Department of Justice think uh, about you know top secret information? And if you want to look at the precedent that was set, the precedent would be Hillary. Yeah, where you right. can know where the intent is. Right. You can yeah, know. Yeah. You can know where the intent is. And and the reason is because she wasn't president of the United States. Mm-hmm. She was a secretary of state. Right. And clearly set up a server in her home in order to avoid the Freedom of Information Act. She didn't want people to know what she was doing. That's right. against the law right there. Mm-hmm. Just setting up the computer outside of the system was against the law. And then they found classified documents inside the server. Right. And there was a belief from the Department of Justice, that foreign entities actually read yeah. those top secret emails right. that she was hacked. That was the belief of the Department of Justice. She did not get prosecuted. Nope. And from that case, that's why they believe that, well, neither you know Trump nor Biden will be prosecuted if they follow the precedent of Hillary Clinton. Right. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and and. Even beyond that precedent, which is very solid, you have now the, I mean, the heat that is on Biden. And here's here's the thing. Um, you know, there has has to be that, uh, that that political will behind many things. And, and I sense that the public is looking at all this going, yeah, eh, they all do it. They all take classified documents home and, you know, maybe it's related to something that protects them and maybe it's not. And, eh, and, and they and, and I'm I'm guessing here, but I think a lot of people would look at this and go, yeah, they're they're all the same. The populist mentality, uh, they're all the same. Now, they're not. But if you look at the effect of it, because you went from. You know, the special prosecutor on Trump from the Mar-a-Lago documents. And now everything is on a sitting president. Here's the difference. With Trump and the the documents, no one knows what the intent was. 
What was the right. motivation? Right. What was the motivation to enrich himself? Because remember, when it came out, and it was funny because I was I, I thought about this when I saw that you know that uh, uh, live the golf tournament, the Saudi mm-hmm. golf tournament, mm-hmm. might have a deal. That's the rumor because David Faraday, who now works for them, the uh, the golf analyst, mm. uh, was doing stand up comedy and hinted that CW, you know, might, you know, might be in the news, and right. so that you know, there's the thing that maybe there's going to be a, and and I thought to myself, remember when, remember the Democrats were screaming that because at that time when it came out, Trump was even I believe one of the live tournaments was at was at his around that time same time period that one of his the live tournaments was at one of his golf courses. Right. And so they were trying to make the Democrats and the the liberal trolls or whatever on social media were trying to make the point that the Trump keeping the secret documents had to do with him, uh, you know, having uh, a secret deal with the Saudis. Right. Right. And so the top secret documents weren't enough politically, they thought, to destroy him. They needed to get some evil motivation behind it. Right. Yeah. Well, that's never happened. That that got dropped and that was gone. And one thing we know about uh, the the Trump administration, uh, Trump campaign, whatever, leaks came out of that administration like no other administration I've ever seen. Right. Constantly. Biden, nothing comes out. Right. And we'll discuss this more coming up on the bottom of the hour where I'm actually headed here. <laughs> Threat to democracy if you don't download our app, Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. So, talking and making the comparison, uh, you know, from the, the, the Trump situation to the, the, the Biden situation, as we have said, you know, that was the, which has happened before in other administrations. And I don't know, I mean, I don't know what the National Archives has gone through you know, precisely with uh, with uh, other presidents. Uh, that wasn't a story that was really widely reported as, okay, what was the actual back and forth that went on right. uh, that, that we don't know about, that, that wasn't the public between other, uh, you know, other presidents and the National Archives when they took things out. We know that the uh, Trump administration exited very fast uh, out of there. But that was a, that was a situation where massive documents were taken out and, uh, you know, put in uh, one place at Mar-a-Lago when National Archives knew everything that was missing. They knew yeah. everything that right. they knew everything that Trump had and believed that he had classified information. The negotiation began back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. There's no indication that Trump was trying to do it for any reason to enrich himself. Right. Right. There was no one to, that came out from Democrats, but there's nothing. Once they got a hold of it, the uh, Trump agreed. They put it in a secure location, uh, and Secret Service was there. But one location and secure. Right. In this case, it's completely different. You have got 
uh, you have got top secret documents that have been found in a number of locations. Uh, the uh, Biden pen uh, office, uh, the garage, and two places inside the house. Now, the interesting thing is, if we knew this on November 2nd, why did it take so long? Why did it take so long to find these other documents if you knew it? Uh, I'm just going to read some of the things that Jonathan Turley said yesterday on Fox News when he was on. He said, the fact is that by November 2nd, they had found highly classified documents. They did not know how many more existed. They did know that these documents likely had been transferred more than once Hmm. and that they had been out there for probably six years. So in the midst of all of that, according to the Wall Street Journal, they were offered the opportunity to search the Biden residence. Now, why on earth would the FBI not take that opportunity? I mean, what is the possible reason for saying, no, we're really not inclined to do that? You're embarrassing us. You, you go ahead and you do it. It's bizarre. And so not only did they allow uncleared lawyers to look for highly classified information, but those lawyers then continued to find them over 60 days and the FBI doesn't seem to have done a thing. Turley said the Mar-a-Lago Trump situation is different because those classified documents were secure. In comparison to the Trump Mar-a-Lago situation, there are obviously differences here. He said, according to the FBI, they believed uh, they believe false statements were made. There was obstructions is what they believe. Those were differences, but there are also similarities. We don't know the full extent of the similarities because we don't know much. We're not getting a lot of answers from the government. But those documents at Mar-a-Lago were housed in a storage room protected by Secret Service. The FBI had no idea where the rest of the documents were and were not inclined to send agents to look as uh, uh, to look as opposed to unknown clear. uh, uh, um, They were not inclined to send agents to look. They had uncleared private counsel look Mm. unknown, unclared private counsel look. Then uh, he had a Twitter thread, the Wall Street Journal reporting that the DOJ declined to have the FBI conduct searches and instead allowed unclear private counsel to do it. If true, it is a level of accommodation that would make a Kardashian blush. (laughs) Hmm. Why would any investigator not want to conduct a search? The alternative was to allow uncleared, unknown counsel to sort through potential classified material. There is no legal or logical reason why the Department of Justice would prefer private counsel to do such a search. It also undermines the Justice Department's position in both cases. This is the department threatening criminal charges over mishandling of classified material, yet the Wall Street Journal is reporting that it opted for the least secure method of searching for additional documents. The preference to use uncleared lawyers violates core policies in the handling of potentially classified material. The Department of Justice went along with the bizarre look-but-don't-read approach in the use of uncleared persons after finding highly classified material. As noted earlier, the FBI allowed the Trump staff to continue to hold classified documents with the added security on the storage room 
that material should still not have been stored at that location. However, in this case, the reported top secret material was found in a closet in a private office and there was no idea if additional material would be found in that or other unsecured locations. If they were given the chance to conduct the search themselves for either Trump or Biden documents, it is bizarre that they would not take that option. The Wall Street Journal is saying that they were given that option and declined it. That is just bizarre. I mean, that raises a whole new level of questions for the Department of Justice and answers that question that we got early, that we had early on and our listeners had early on. Why were these lawyers looking? What right. is this? Yeah, what you do is you're uncleared. You don't have any top secret. We're the Department of Justice. We're telling you, um, search, but don't look. What? That doesn't make any sense no. at all. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. The other thing is when you look at everything, everything, you know, the, we had talked about the media all of a sudden having this grand interest in, you know, what's going on and the fact that, oh, my God, the White House is lying to us. This mm-hmm. is shocking. And, yeah. you know, we were being sarcastic to begin the show that, oh, well, the reporters now believe that this completely honest administration all of a sudden are basically pathological liars mm-hmm. about everything that's going on with this, you know, with the uh, these top secret uh, documents. What's going on? Well, of course, we know it's ridiculous. Uh, the White House has been gaslighting since day one on a number of issues, and it's uh, it's as we have said uh, the uh, uh, the gaslighting uh, going on uh, right now. If Biden had his choice, uh, would be against the law if it was gas stoves doing it. Mm-hmm. But the um, uh, but so not only do you have the bizarreness of that, but what you can't. And what I find interesting is the press absolutely obsessed about what's going on now where you don't know what the motivation is at the moment. You don't know why he was doing it. There's people that have (laughs) allegations of what might be going on. Mm. And, of course, because of Hunter Biden and the influence peddling for the family, which is huge. Think about this. The top secret thing, you know, I don't know whether the media is just upset about it because – they were screaming at Trump, and now Biden did it, and so they're furious at him for doing it. But a much more interesting story is the possible influence peddling of enriching a presidential family, which they tried to hide. The media tried to hide. Twitter tried to hide. The government tried to hide. Everyone tried to hide the influence peddling story. But the other thing is, and this is the thing where you may look at it as the public may say, well, one's an ex-president and the negotiations go on between this happens all the time to, okay, well, the vice president doesn't have the same authority as a president, but, you know, it's just old Joe. It doesn't mean anything, whatever. Mm-hmm. It all goes to what is the intent of having those documents. That's politically, I know legally you can charge for whatever, but if the standard is Hillary, nobody's going to get charged in this. Right, right. If if you're looking at that as a Department of Justice right policy of how they go after so what it what would it be it would be the the thing that would be of interest to the public that could be extremely damning politically and maybe legally is the influence peddling and the fact that you've got hunter biden showing up everywhere Mm -hmm. everywhere where these top secret documents were he was involved in in some way you think about it the 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 penn biden center he was involved in that Mm -hmm. getting his father to be more involved with it Mm -hmm. tremendous amount 
dark money from the, the Chinese by the tens of millions of dollars poured into that office. The latest about the the rent that he uh, the, that he paid mm-hmm. uh, for the house, which matched exactly rent that they paid uh, when dealing with the with the uh, the, the Chinese energy company. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that people look at. They may look and go, okay, the top secret stuff. Okay, it's a president, whatever. But influence peddling is a whole different ball game. And influence peddling, if it involves the Chinese and other what is perceived as enemies of the United States, that isn't going to cut it with the American people. I think one of the key tells of the Biden document situation is the fact that there is this uh, broken chain of custody. These documents have several different levels of movement. The Trump documents, White House, Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Yep. And, and there's really no one saying that. It was anything but that in terms of the chain of custody and movement of those documents with the Biden documents. There's no way they got to the pen office without being moved a couple of times with the Delaware documents. We already know that there were some of the garage. There were some of the house. So those documents were moved multiple times and separated from other documents. And all of that from the beginning, that part of carving out just a handful of documents was curious to me. And I think that's one of the tells here, the movement of the documents and the separation of the documents. This is a vastly different case Mm -hmm. than the trump documents because of that alone i mean we can fold into it he's a he was a former vice president not a president and what was he doing with the documents and how did it go on for years and the national archives didn't know and uh, or as far as we know they didn't know I mean, that's right now, that's what is believed, and no one is disputing that. No one at the archives is saying, oh, no, we knew, because I, I'm, I'm guessing they wouldn't want to say that if they did know. But there is a very different movement of these documents, and the question is why. Because it it makes me curious, because it makes me wonder what is the nature of those documents Look, we can all sit back and wonder, okay, why did Trump bring these to Mar-a-Lago? It, it, those are the things that where, where you look at it and say, all right, uh, could it be a number of things of, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, just a, a whole list of things. But there is nothing like the influence peddling situation attached to Trump like there is with Biden. Right. And that's another yeah, that thing that makes what this, you're saying, that doesn't yeah, exist. With that Trump doesn't exist right. with Trump. There's nothing there. Again, you know, going back to what you said a few minutes ago, the closest you that they the hardest they tried on that was, well, the Saudis. Well, that was nothing. That was nothing. And then we know the lawyers called the White House before they called the Department of Justice. Right. Right. On, on, on the Biden 
situation. On the yeah. Biden situation, yeah. yeah. Right. Which causes, which which I'll have another comment on coming up. Eight six six ninety red eye Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. So the, the, the point I was trying to make, and we don't have a lot of time here, but we'll continue it following the top of the hour, is if I'm a personal lawyer, unless I have absolutely documented in writing from the Department of Justice that I can search, you know, that I can do this search, I'm not going to do it uh, right. be, because right. I'm concerned with my career. You know, because you look at it and you say, I'm dealing with top secret documents here. I have no idea. We're talking Biden. Because at that point, yeah. you're knowingly dealing with, it's not like anymore that you're just looking through an office to see what stays and what goes. At that point, you knowingly are looking for specifically searching right. out top secret documents. And when it comes to top secret documents, I don't know if I'm going to be the fall guy down the road. Right. I don't trust Biden. You know, I right. may I may be representing Biden. I can represent someone as a lawyer and not believe in their integrity or not believe in their organizational skills or not believe a word that they say. I can still represent someone. Well, even but, Hunter had lawyers. Exactly. <laughs> well, ex- point point well taken. I mean, lawyers represent people all the time. Right. That you probably don't find have a lot of honesty or in integrity mm-hmm. and you look at this and you go just knowing joe you go what the hell kind of mess is this right right i don't want to be involved in and looking of course, unless the political ramifications because the spotlight yeah. is so much bigger with a sitting president This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we're Red Eye Radio, 866-90-RED-EYE. Thanks for being here. Download our app today, and you can listen when and where you want. Well, good morning. Good morning and hello. Yeah, so the the story gets messier each and every day, and Mm. the the fact of the uh, Department of Justice not having the FBI go in and allowing uh, the, uh, 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 you know, president's personal lawyers to to do it, that's going to be, I think, a nightmare. Uh, especially with congressional hearings, because it's completely the opposite of what they should be uh, doing, and it goes into the it it keeps it keeps feeding the narrative that everything that government is involved in, what federal law enforcement uh, is involved in, is biased, two tiered, um. And doing everything possible not to follow the rules and regulations for one party 
or one particular political mindset. And it feeds into the narrative that we've seen overall with the Twitter files and everything else. That everything that comes from those who favor the Democratic Party, everything that comes out of it is twisted and perverted. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, from the censoring as we see now. And one of the interesting things that really is happening right now, and I don't know whether because of everything with the Twitter files then everything with Joe Biden, that if the media finally realizes I'm trying to put this into perspective because it's very tough to 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 judge, you know, the media. You, you and I can look at it and our listeners can look at it and say, my God, everything is everything is perverted. Everything, mm. everything is broken. Everything is biased. There is no honesty. There is no integrity in federal uh, uh, law, law enforcement. There is uh, no in integrity. They wish to censor us. They want to get rid of 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 uh, of of free speech with the you know everything going on with the the twitter files and then in this this is just so bizarre oh they wish to protect influence peddling right yeah you know and and it's just as if everything is broken but i i look at this and how the media has changed just over the last week hmm. to the point where it's laughable Oh, they're shocked. The Biden administration's lying to them. And they've been so honest all the way up to this point. What's going on? And in this case, too, when you look at it, it also brings something else to it. Nobody's doing their job. The FBI isn't doing their job here. Whereas, you know, we, you and I talked about this. And in uh, we started out with this earlier this week. With Trump, the National Archives knew everything. Yeah, right. With Biden, they know nothing. Right. Well, can you imagine if... Merrick Garland had come out and said, well, we just called Trump's personal attorneys and had them look around Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> you know, when you say it out loud that way, it puts everything in perspective. Mm-hmm. Because the idea is that the documents are, are to be preserved and protected. The role of the personal attorneys for any individual is to protect their rights and look out for their interests. And, you know, it it feels like we're sitting in elementary and going over the ABCs again too often with this administration. Because it's, we can we can all see it, you know. When when the New York Post story came out on social media, you and I looked at, at it and said, "Okay, all right, if it's true, this is pretty damning. If it's true, if it's not, it's going to wreck the credibility of the New York Post, and we'll see where it goes. And of yeah. course, now we know where it went. If if you look at everything that has transpired." With Biden and the protection that has really now been built in for him. It is mind boggling 
And I can see why the media now is seems to be waking up going, whoa, 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 whoa. What is going on here? And I think it's probably a mix of all the above, of what we, have, you and I have mentioned. Uh, you know, we, we're on your side. Why are you doing this to us? Uh, we helped to put you in office. Give us some spin. Look, we thought you guys had Trump, and now it comes out you're doing the same thing or possibly even worse depending on what the intent is. All of these things right now are no surprise to anybody who's paying attention that attaches um, no loyalty to any of the, the people involved. But when you're invested heavily into the people, Mr. President, what flavor ice cream cone are you getting today? then at some point expect to get burned. <laughs> and this has to hurt. It's Because here's the thing. It's not just that they got burned on it. They're getting burned every day and how it's being handled. And it's like they keep slapping them in the face. Corrine Jean-Pierre and the president over and over again. It wasn't that they found a box of documents at the office at, at Penn. It wasn't that. It couldn't be just that because it's Joe Biden. Of course, it's not going to stop there. Oh, we found some at his house. Oh, we found more at his house. Oh, they're in different parts of the house. Oh, we said one. No, there's some. There's like five or six others that go along with that. I don't know how many different batches there are now. It's just mind-boggling. But this is exactly what happens when you invest in the person and you have that type of ideology invested, again, in people and creating, I don't know, superheroes because he defeated Trump in an well, election. I will say this. All the narratives over the last week and a half have gone away. You know, well, Trump was worse. Well, now, now the now the mindset's moving. Oh no, Biden's was worse. And it, as we talked about, when you actually break it down, that number one, they were found in different places. Number two, why did it take so long? This is the big question, and we talked about this yesterday. The big question is not only were they found in different locations, but were they divided? Hmm. Because how come it took so long? If you knew November second, how come it took so long? to find, you know, the 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 rest of them. What took so long? And especially the ones in the house, in the mm. library, and I don't know where the other ones were found. Mm. Uh the 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 other ones were found in the house. Mm -hmm. But the fact is what took two months to to find these actually in the house because the folders, as Turley pointed out, are extremely, you know, you you know you know what top secret the folders what they look like. Mm -hmm. And if they were taken out of the folders, and that's where they found just top-secret documents around the house. And they relate in any way to anything that Hunter Biden did. Uh, you know, that's, you know, that's a huge, huge problem. And as you notice, not only is the media, I mean, really the only thing, I don't know 
yesterday. Uh, I'll have to check to see if MSNBC was defending the president in some way. Mm. But the fact is what you see is even the members of Congress. Well, you know, we still need to know what's uh, going on here precisely. And, uh, you know, and what well, the congressman yesterday that we played. But uh, some are trying to relate the insurrection to these documents. Mm. It's like, well, that's gaslighting there because I don't mm. know anybody mm-hmm. who is – there's nobody on the – these. No, there's not a Republican. Well, unless it's Liz Cheney, unless he was talking to Liz Cheney. <laughs> right. You know, maybe the – but there isn't I – didn't, I didn't hear anyone come out and say, well, um, this is just like the insurrection on the Republican side. Mm-hmm. Who would have said that? Right. I mean, that was a dumb thing – for that congressman to say, and we played it yesterday. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it, the everybody's quiet on the, the left. Because I think this is where you get the Obama narrative. Never underestimate the ability of Joe Biden to F things up. Right. And that's everybody's waiting for the next shoe to fall. Yeah. And every day it gets a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday it got worse. Mm-hmm. No, the FBI said we're not going to do our job. Department of Justice, yeah, you ju- you guys go look for it. You you're, you don't have clearance. We don't care. Yeah, just go look for it. Right. And as you and I have said, you know, if I'm a lawyer, I'm not going to be involved in that. Sorry, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be a part because because you could be accused of being part of a conspiracy to hide, move documents, whatever down the road. Yep. And so unless I got it in specific writing in the legalese that I would want if I was an attorney from the Department of Justice, I'm not touching that. But when you look at what the Department of Justice did, there's no way you can look at this and say, okay, they treat both sides the same. Hmm. Because at the minimum, you would expect, okay, we're taking this over. Right. Yeah especially since the U.S. attorney in Chicago that said there should be this is on January 5th. This is before mm-hmm. all the rest of everything came out. Mm-hmm. I think they were worried. Mm-hmm. They were worried about how the Department of Justice handled this. Right. And said, we need, to, we need to take this away from us because what you guys did and how you guys did this just, it's, it's not, you didn't follow any of the policy. We need a special counsel. Right. Because who put out these, who put out these orders to do this? Where did this specifically come from? The Republicans are going to have a field day with this this week. Yeah, this is going to get progressively worse because you can't undo what's already done. There's no way, and and I don't know what the fix is here. There isn't a there isn't a a, a fix at all with this because where it quite possibly is heading. And and now has everybody asking, is this related to the whole Hunter Biden thing? Yep. Because if it falls out that that is the case, yeah, the floor is gone. Because I don't know how far something like this falls if, if that is found out. If that happens to be the case, my gosh. There's no there there is no way around it. There's just no way to uh, uh, to put up any kind of defense whatsoever. 
And then the story, because everything is blown to pieces. Oh, no, we followed procedure exactly. Mm-hmm. And then it came out yesterday when the question was asked uh, by uh, by CBS. Uh, the first call that the president's personal attorneys made on November 2nd was not to the FBI that they had right. found what we know were top secret documents in the open. The first call was to officials at this White House right. in the West Wing. Right. How is that the right thing? She her basic thing. You need to talk to the White House on that. You are the White House, right? That's you. The first call was to officials at this White House and the West Wing House. At the right thing, is that the right thing when when you see some? If you're a lawyer and you don't have a secret clearance and you see a classified document, shouldn't you call the Justice Department's National Security Office right away? Of course you should. Yeah, I mean, to me, if I was a personal attorney. That's the one thing that really got me. I said, are they nuts? Hmm. Why would you jeopardize your career? Right. You call the justice. You call the you call the department. You let them know you have it. Then you contact it to protect yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> because any other, that would be natural. Instinct. Because because any other thing. If I'm in the attorney and I'm calling the White House, which means I want to talk to I want to find out what Biden thinks about this or what our plan. You you put up that perception that you're trying to put up a plan of action. Yeah, I'm protecting my client. That's the first thing on my mind. Right. Not the fact that I need to. And then the continuation of it. Just it's. This is really incredible. It really is. It, it really is. Now it, it points to them. You know, you you, you look at it and point, appointing the special prosecutor. It appears that it was like there's no other thing we can do here mm-hmm. at the DOJ. We've got to we've got to separate ourselves from this. The way that this was handled was botched beyond belief. 86690 Red Eye. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Let's go to Don in Dayton, Ohio. Don, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Hi. Hi, uh, hi, Eric and 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 uh, Gary. Well, well, you guys have been talking about this, uh, <laughs> and Eric and Gary. That's sorry. Okay. Uh, oh, you talk about this archives and and all these all these uh, these documents that Trump had, and, and if they knew he had them, if if the the, the archives department knew he had them, why would they not go get them? Or have him bring him back after his presidency was over instead of waiting two almost two years. They negotiated for quite some time with him. And uh, are, you know, are, are it, we talking it, Trump or Biden? You didn't say well, Trump, I mean, right? I mean Trump right now. Yeah, Trump yeah. right now because yeah. you know, everybody says well, no, they, well, no, he, they, they no, no, what he had. no. They they were negotiating with him early on. Yeah. Yeah, they were negotiating with but, him earlier. You know, they didn't just send in the FBI. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't believe they ever should have sent in the FBI, but but it didn't just happen that way. It happened back and forth with, and there were subpoenas involved along the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sorry because I I thought you were talking about Biden because that's what it was written here. That's why I was confused. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know he. It said he was going to talk about why the National Archives because that was the the that's actually that's what we know. We know that the National Archives knew what Trump had. The National Archives. I, I don't know what the National Archives knows about Biden. Well, the, I I, I'm, I'm not they, making an assumption. I assume they, you know, you kind of assume that they didn't know. But if they, so if they did know, why didn't they reach out to get those documents back and preserve the documents? If they did know. If they didn't know, why didn't they know? And is it because only a handful of documents, relatively speaking, were carved out of batches they were separated from other boxes how does that happen because you you take specific documents well i know i know i know how it happens mm-hmm. i mean how does it <laughs> how does that happen with not an accounting of that that happened i know how it happened mm-hmm. they took it yeah some you know yeah. somebody took them that's mm-hmm. a, but how does that happen without accountability or uh, uh, document keeping that these are not here? What's the process? Well, I don't know. How does it happen that they've that he had them for years and they didn't know? Yeah. Well, how do they? Uh, what's the difference between we had no idea Trump or that Biden had him, but we knew everything that Trump had? Right. How? Right. Man, that's going to be interesting. For the Republicans. Well, because if you look the other way for a Joe Biden, you know, assuming politically it's somebody at the archives that is friendly to the outgoing Obama Biden administration. And of course, they weren't for Trump. I mean, you could apply that, but that begs the question and nobody's answered that question. and get a word in edgewise. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. 86690 uh, Red Eye. Uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> How, How did this happen? happen? Well, well they, they just open the box and take, take the, the documents, documents out. No! Of course, what I meant what was... I meant. What I meant, of course, was... <laughs> How does that happen without documentation yeah. or the National Archives not being involved in it? And that's still... Well, the, how, yeah, how do any documents right. go... Right. I, I don't know. Are are they missing? You know, that's the question, really. Uh, is there a record of the National Archives knowing that these documents aren't there? We have to find that out. Because that's the that's the big question. Why... So they're just moving and they found the documents? Is mm. that is that what happened? And that's why the personal lawyers were there. Right. And so, like I said, it's going to be a field day with the Republican investigation on this. Because who knows? A special counsel. Special counsel could um, take, uh, where's Durham? Yeah. <laughs> Does Durham still exist? 
Did he ever exist? Um, which, by the way, that brings up a great question just off the topic for a moment. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, the, the last trial was last summer, right? Yeah. We have no end to the Durham investigation mm-hmm. yet. No. Is this because they're writing the report? Could be. And it's and it's taking this long, but we've and be <laughs> like, oh, whatever. No, but if the Durham report comes out, it adds to everything that we have, you know, that we have seen. You know, when you when you look at it, if you're look, if you're a Democrat, you may be okay with it. I don't know. There may be some Democrats, but when you look, when you take everything that has happened, when you look at the Hillary campaign and the enterprise that they formed to basically set up Trump. For Russia collusion. Yeah. Right? Right. Whether laws are broken or not, uh, you know, whether anybody is convicted or not, and one person was, the fact is Hillary Clinton, the campaign, created a lie and sold the lie to law enforcement and the media that Trump colluded with the Russians to hack the election. Hmm. The Hillary campaign did that. It was completely false. But they sold it to law enforcement, which actually got a special counsel. As we know, the Mueller report, they couldn't find anything. And and so, uh, you know, you have that. You have what we know went on with uh, with the Twitter and the censoring. And now, and re- remember, this is going to be frustrating, by the way, to be the left the last couple of months here. Because with the whole Twitter thing, remember? Well, it's not free speech. There's no government. Oh, can't do that anymore. Because government was involved in censoring. Through Twitter, as we all know, nobody mm-hmm. is no. So what do they do? They just don't cover the story anymore. Right. Well, with Twitter, now that the media has decided to cover uh, this story about the secret documents, if it leads to Hunter Biden, they cannot not cover it. <laughs> well, it's it, it's honestly. It is a it, it is a massive, massive snowball that is potentially if that's the case if if it does involve hunter there's no way around this it's it's going to pummel everything and you have to cover it you can't look away that's the thing if everything is intertwined how do you yeah, not you, how does the media now that they have started and they've shown an intense interest in this, on, because they've been because they've been lied to, and all of a sudden, being lied to bothers them at the moment. And like I said, that that's why it brings up the legit question. You know, was is this all about getting rid of Biden? Do they finally realize we need to get rid of him now, hmm. and so we're okay with it? With the ignoring of the White House press corps to the lies that have come from Corrine Jean Pierre and the gaslighting. Week after day after day, week after week, month after month, all of a sudden now they're concerned. Well, we always felt like like there might be a turn after the midterms. Yeah, but then we did say that. Yeah, you you look at it, and you know, so if you if you just take that into account, and then you add this, and and the fact that everything has just been, I mean, botched repeatedly, over and over again. And it's clear the numbers alone show us that he's not the future of their party. That's he's just not going to. I 
you know, that, that, that's, that, that's going to, they've got to focus. They've got to find somebody else. But is this part of the uh, abandonment? Basically saying, all right, we're done. We're no, we're done. Whatever the, happens, happens. However, this fall falls, which by the way, is the way sh- journalism should be done anyway. And then they but, beg and beg and beg Gavin Newsom. Okay, reluctantly, I'll take it in order to save okay, the party. Okay, you guys. In the country. All right, fine. He's already measured for drapes. Okay. It's all right. Um, and, and I can see Newsom's first speech. And to quote John Kerry from the World Economic <laughs> Forum last January, we are here as a group of people... To save the world. Yes. Can you believe we're, we're sort saving of the planet? In an extraterrestrial way. By the way, yeah. what the hell did that mean I, from Carrie? People are like going, what the hell did that mean in an extraterrestrial? We're above human beings. No, that's it. We, we're we not are, even. We, we are. <laughs> my God, that's the ultimate in virtue signaling. We're human beings, but we may be above human beings. Yeah. We are extraterrestrials we saving the, the world. Universe. Wow, extraterrestrial narcissism. Yeah. No, it is. Combined with virtue virtue signaling. We're expanding (laughs) our powers to the universe. God. It's no longer global warming. It's universal warming. (laughs) 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 I am John Kerry. We will do things never thought of before. By the year 2040, we will control black holes. That's right. All uh, of of the any craft that goes into space must be electric. <laughs> and Elon, since you're already kind of working with both, make it happen. Solar panels only. <laughs> oh, come on. Can we have can we have, you know, the whole the hydrogen oxygen power supply? Yeah, right. It just produces just produces water and carbon di- Here's here's the thing. Here's what I would do. Okay. You build the biggest slingshot ever. Look, I qualified it with this is what I would do. I'm no rocket surgeon. This is, you know, this is going to get progressively worse for Biden. There is no turning this thing around. You know, it's not that there's an iceberg dead ahead. You've already hit it. It's already ripped into the hole. Now, yes, the band is playing. Actually, the band quit playing. If you think about it, Corinne Jean-Pierre, it, it, she's kind of, you know, holding back. She's she's giving up a little bit. Yeah. Because you can tell, and we said this last week, Biden's kind of been put out there on his own. He's been set afloat and separated. Even Corinne Jean-Pierre can't really answer for him and said that last week, which we joked about, but it's part of the evidence that there really is no defending Joe Biden. Maybe that's what her smile was about when she said, I'll talk to you tomorrow. But you six times, six times you told us things that weren't true. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. See you tomorrow. Talk to me. You know, come back, talk to me, whatever in, in private. 
to hell with that. Talk to me in public. But she's almost to the point of like, I'm happy now because now I don't have to trade even try to answer any question. I'll simply say we can't answer that. We can't answer that. We can't answer that. I can't speak for Joe Biden. Joe Biden's going to have to speak for Joe Biden. But but your job is speaking for Joe Biden. Exactly. That's exactly what precisely what the role is. But you heard her say it when one reporter asked her, you know, basically, what did you know and when did you know it? And when did you learn that the search was continuing? What what did you know? And she said, well, I saw it from your reporting. Right. And I thought to myself, I kind of rolled my eyes. And then I thought, wait a minute. (laughs) It's Joe Biden. Yeah. It's quite possible that everybody at the White House is learning this on the fly from the media. He did what? What? There's more documents? And this is the problem when you have a president who thinks the way Joe Biden does. Whatever, how, whatever that is. Well, I, it's, you know, it's the, thinks, it's the I, arrogance, I it's the defiance. And, and, and keep in mind, he's the guy that has said repeatedly, you know, especially early on, stepping out to the party. Well, they tell me I'm not supposed to take questions, but I'm going to take questions. Yeah, what's going on with your son, Hunter? I'm sorry, no questions. and you know those are the those are the moments where it shows you well i'm not going to be they told me i'm not supposed to my lawyers told me i shouldn't ask about he's the defiant guy that's him come on jack you can't tell me hey hey pete that corvette's locked in the garage that's a locked garage it's not just any garage it's locked. There may have been one of the worst responses I've ever seen from a president on a potential scandal coming. Not, it's not like they're sitting out in the street. Yeah. Well, they weren't sitting out in the street in Mar-a-Lago either, were they? Seriously, that may have been one of the worst responses I've ever seen. No, it, it, it is, it, it's horrendous. And what was the part of the statement Last week that Corinne Jean-Pierre, she said, well, I can't I can't really add any more to that. Basically, whatever the president said, I'm just going to leave that there. I forget. Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, Specifically what it was. But that's evidence that. You know, it's it's like even his own spokesperson. Is stepping away a little bit. This isn't on me. I didn't do this. Think about this in the last 10 days. Has the press found out anything from Corinne Jean-Pierre that was true? Any mm. new information that they didn't know already? For all the hundreds of questions that have been asked? No. 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 Because after today, where the last week's narrative, everything they were telling the press was wrong, that's why the press was saying it. You told us things that weren't true. Right. Here's my question. Well, it's what I knew is what she's saying. It's what I was told. Because the media, not only do they seem to be, you know, out of sorts, but they're asking her specific questions, and it's almost like, and we played the audio that's rapid fire because our our friends at Newsbusters put it together that way so that you could see 
what's going on with the White House press pool. But it really does seem like they're all eager to ask, you know, a million questions each. And so there is. I'm wondering and and they seem to be very well prepared and, and they're finding out things and reporting things and hey, well, this went down this way. I'm wondering how much she actually is learning from the media. <laughs> I wonder how much she's learning when they ask her the questions. She's thinking, oh, I, I didn't know that part. Well, it's interesting. Because I wasn't told that is, part. Is the press conferences that are set up, the representative can't answer any question and directs you to other departments that won't hold any press conferences and answer any questions. Right. <laughs> That's what we're dealing with. Exactly. Yeah. And you're supposed to accept that as full transparency. Yes. <laughs> I answered that question. No, you didn't. You told me to go somewhere else, but I answered the question. Well, no, n- no, you didn't. No, you, yeah, you, you uh, answered, you gave an answer, but it was not an answer to my question. Yeah, you replied. Right. You did not give me an, an answer. answer. Somebody should say that. Mm-hmm. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. More uh, things to uh, talk about. More states moving towards taxing cars per mile driven. Mm. Female athletes warn the NCAA to keep women's sports female, biological female, by the way, mm-hmm. or face a, uh, a, a lawsuit. And the latest New York Fed update, manufacturing just crashes. I mean, just crashes yeah. Yeah. In, in New York. Now, again, we know different states do different, you know, different things happen. We always go over the, you know, whenever the GDP comes out, the GDP of each individual state. Right. Not each, but we give you an overview of the different states out there and tell you where you can find it. But still, that's not, that's not good. And the debt ceiling all coming up. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Hey, that's part one of our show. Don't miss the rest. Click part two on our website, redeyeradioshow.com, or Red Eye Radio phone app to hear the rest of the show. And thanks for listening to Red Eye Radio. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.